Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. Man, have we got a lot to cover. Oh, and when I'm all by myself, it's very difficult to handle radio, but we'll do the very, very best we can, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for Thursday, January the 7th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. And man, have we got so much to cover. It's shocking. It is just shocking uh, indeed. Now, um, I need to play a little commercial because I'm all by myself, right? I need to get Richard Mack with me. And I don't know if my computers are working or what the heck's going on. I'm having all kinds of trouble, folks. So we'll see how well that all goes, I guess, huh? Wow. Computer trouble everywhere. Wouldn't you know it? Um, Trouble with news. Trouble with phone lines. It's hard to know even what to do here. All right. uh, Vote. Fraud. I'm going to play this vote fraud commercial because I'm convinced that vote fraud is at the core of everything we're talking about here. They have got to cover up vote fraud no matter what. Uh, Listen to what we've been playing. I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt, and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, So I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just... Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past, sometimes Democrats have too. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no one. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and, and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. And you don't have what it takes to be in this job. All right, ladies and gentlemen, sorry so much for the delay. The bottom line is I'm all by myself, just trying to run the board, trying to play this commercial, trying to get my uh, guests and people together. We had a little bit of a glitch at the start of the show. It's a long story. My phone lines weren't working, so I had to reset all my phone lines. Then the Internet went out. I had to reset the Internet. I think I got all that happening and working and good to go and everything else. The good Sheriff Richard Max with me. Welcome, Sheriff. (laughs) Thank you, Sam. It's great to be with you this Beautiful and regrettable and lamentable morning. Amen to that. We also have our guest, Larvita, with us on the ground in D.C. Are you there, Larvita? I am here. I also have a couple of friends here that were there with me. It's Molly and Steve. Excellent. We'll talk to you all in just a second. You can pass the phone around. We've got plenty of time. We've got two hours. I rescheduled my other guest to tomorrow so that we could cover this in detail. Let me start out. 
by kind of recapping yesterday's show first real fast, and then we'll get rolling. Thanks for your patience getting started, ladies and gentlemen. Look, yesterday it started out peaceful enough. We covered it. All right, we had Larfita McFarkler with us. She's the owner of Haven's Garden Restaurant, and she was on the ground reports live from the D.C. rally. She was there amongst the crowd. It was so loud it was kind of hard to hear, but no doubt she did a phenomenal job, and then the phones got to where we couldn't even connect. There was too many phones going, I guess, in the area, and it kind of bogged the system down. We did talk to Joe Delamater, who also was there. He reported live from the D.C. rally. Please read your Bible to help restore America is Joe's main push. Uh, we talked about Senator Cruz told Hannity, you know what, the uh, dealing with this would be uphill to say the least. The likelihood was slim. Over 140-plus House members and a dozen-plus GOP senators were going to challenge the election results. The Trump campaign and uh, Republican surrogates filed over 40 lawsuits. Over 86 judges, according to the Washington Post, they all rejected every effort to deal with a vote fraud, folks. But the problem is every one of these lawsuits got rejected not on the merits of the case, not on the evidence that could have been submitted, but based on this idea of legal standing. Okay, the 40-plus lawsuits were rejected on the basis of lack of standing and other technicalities, not necessarily on the merits of the case. Louis Gohmert, congressman, says we have real, genuine, compelling evidence of real fraud. Vice President Mike Pence said he didn't have power to overturn the thing. He said he didn't even have power to stop the count. 88-plus state legislators from five battleground states said, hey, we want to postpone this election and do a serious 10-day audit. Democrats then uh, took Georgia. The broadcast continued to unfold, and Becky Akers joined me to break everything down. We talked about this book called Marx and Satan, Richard, written by Richard Warmbrand. Um, synopsis, the late Reverend Richard Warmbrand spent 14 years as a prisoner in a communist nation. It was the communist government in Romania. Anyway, he then wrote a book saying how Marxist views and satanic views are so strikingly similar, it's shocking. Do you prize peace so much that you bury your head in the sand and you lose your constitutional republic? We mentioned that we want this to remain peaceful, but they may not let us. Then uh, people on Facebook criticizing my headline because it's all case. It's all capital like that. They're like, hey, who wrote these headlines? Well, just so you know, folks, I write the headlines. I reset the phone lines. I get the guests on the radio. I talk on the radio. I engineer the program. I produce the program. I encode and put up the program and the notes. And you know what? Sometimes my headlines aren't written perfectly because they're written in haste, trying to keep up with the program as it unfolds. A one-man band is very hard to get all this done sometimes. They say Trump supporters harass and heckle Mitt Romney on the plane to D.C., Deep state Republicans turn on President Donald Trump. That's the yesterday's summary. We went off the air and everything was peaceful and going well. Congress gavels in. They start working on it. And then Mike Pence tells Congress that he will not reject the electoral college votes that are in question. He says he doesn't have authority. Trump very angry. Trump speaking to supporters. Mitch McConnell says overturning. Election results would cause death spiral. 
for the United States. What are you talking about? Death spiral? Wow, Mitch, that's extreme, buddy. Nevertheless, capital chaos breaks out. Mike Pence got evacuated as protesters storm the building. Shots got fired. Police use tear gas in Capitol Rotunda. Lawmakers don gas masks. Who are the rioters that stormed the U.S. Capitol during the vote on Joe Biden? Let me ask you that question again. Who are the rioters that stormed the U.S. Capitol during the vote on Biden? Were Antifa and BLM supporters among those who overtook the Capitol building? Fair question. Mike Pence says this attack on our Capitol will not be tolerated. Senator Rand Paul, violence and mob rule is un-American. Chuck Schumer, quote, GOP, objection to an election and an attempted coup is insurrection. Barack Obama blames conservative media uh, ecosystem after rioters storm Capitol. D.C. police chief, four people died at the U.S. Capitol riots. Cabinet now discussing invoking the 25th Amendment to remove President Trump, CBS News. Twitter, Facebook, lock down President Trump's accounts. Warnock, Ossoff, both win in Georgia, handing the Democrats Senate control. Georgia, signs of election fraud are repeated in Senate runoff elections. Biden warns sedition. Those are my headlines for this morning about what the media is reporting. Now, I believe a lot of that's all true. The real question, though, is a who done it kind of question. And that's what we're going to get to today. I have back with me Larvita Farkler, or McFarkler, I should say. Uh, she's going to break it down for you. Now, I talked to Joe this morning as well. He's back at work, by the way, he lives up in Maryland. He said he never got close enough to the Capitol to know what happened. Here's what happened from Joe's perspective. So Joe was on with us yesterday, broadcasted live while he walked into the events, right? Joe said it was a peaceful event. Everybody was there, Trump supporters, about a mile and a half from the Capitol. Trump spoke. Everything was great. He left and went home, and then he heard about the break-in. Oh, good Sheriff Richard Mack, doesn't that sound familiar? You go to an event, you have a peaceful rally, you're super pleased with your effort, and you leave, and then all of a sudden you get reports that, hey, the next stage happens, and now they claim you're part of that stage, and you knew nothing about it, and you're gone. You weren't even there, and now they're mixing the two events together as if you were part of it. Doesn't that sound familiar? We'll talk about that as the broadcast unfolds with the good sheriff. So Joe knew nothing about it and just heard about it from the media. But I talked to Joe, and his view is, hey, you know what? It's got to be. It's got to be a black op. It's got to be a black flag event. This just isn't what we did when we were there, says Joe. Well, Larvita and crew did go to the Capitol, and they are first-hand witnesses with what really happened. Larvita McFarkler on the ground reports the truth about what happened at the D.C. rally coming up straight ahead. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get straight to it. Larvita McFarkler with us. She is in a safe place now. She was live and went to the Capitol yesterday, firsthand witness. Welcome to the broadcast, ma'am. Hi, thank you for having us. All right, catch me up. Uh, I want your perspective, then we'll pass it to your friends one at a time. First, I would like to sort of comment on what you were saying. I'm sure. outraged. Please. Outraged that they said that we stormed the Capitol. I'm outraged that they said that we um, attacked and, you know, that it was a coup. Never. From when we went up there, we thought we were allowed to be there. We didn't know that they didn't want us. There was never blocked off when we were there. People were, they never blocked off the streets. If they knew that something was going on in the Capitol, they just allowed all of us to walk up there peacefully. I mean, hundreds of us, thousands of us, hundreds of thousands of us just walking peacefully with our flags, talking to people, talking to why we're walking up there. And what people don't understand is they shut down our communication. That's why, if you notice, none of us could live feed because they didn't want the people to see the real truth. Whoa, whoa hold to- on. Whoa, whoa, Okay, so you're saying you were walking up there peacefully. There was yeah. no blockades of any kind. Everybody was peaceful and cheerful, and then the, the communication stopped because we tried to contact you and couldn't right. do anything. We just got flat-out straight voicemail. Yeah. So what happens is you can't you can't go on the Internet. You can sometimes this body maybe go on the phone. Like when I called Sheriff Mack, he'd go on the phone, but you couldn't text. You could maybe once in a while something would break through, and then you could see something. So we didn't even know what they were saying on the Capitol until after, like, and then people were coming out. So we're walking up there. The cops, no one blocked off. The, when we were walking up there, there was no blockage of anything. There was no streets that were blocked up except for the ones for the car. They didn't try to stop any of us, us, of us um, American from walking up to the Capitol. 
none of that happened. So if you're telling me that um, inside that Capitol building where this was happening, they're still letting us walk up there peacefully? No, they would have blocked that off. They would have had it shut down. They had more. They knew we were going to the Capitol. This was not a surprise. They didn't say, oh, they're just, they just showed up. No, everyone knew we were walking to the Capitol. It's like it was a wild walk there. It wasn't like it was. Yeah, there was there was no um, nothing. It wasn't a surprise that we were going over. Let me ask you this. Were there, were there barricades? No. I, let me say when I got there, there was no barricades. There was no cops. There was no nothing. The cops only on the Capitol building where they didn't want us to go. All the way on top of the building. So no one stopped us from going in. Um, and we were, when we got there, we were all the way up sitting on the steps of the Capitol. And so, no. Wow. Not no one didn't know that we weren't supposed to be there. We had no clue that we weren't supposed to be there. We thought we were allowed to be there. For them to say that we try to overcome, we want all we wanted was them to hear our voice that we are, we know what they're doing, and this was a stand on the Constitution, vote for we the people. <clears throat> Not, and no one was there to try to hurt anyone. And another thing is, um, I'll let um, Molly talk about this because she saw this part where the doors were wide open. I'm sorry, Sheriff Matt, you know, as a sheriff, that they're going to have that, like, the Capitol building is so secure, you can't get in there. How in the world can you break down a window with a, um, a police, what was that, a, what I saw, a police shield? Well, you're telling me that our Capitol is not secure? Yeah. I don't know, when I tried to get into the Capitol, they have security at every door. So how did all of these people just walk in there? I mean, these are questions that we have to answer. I know my friends. They're they're fair questions. So you saw nothing uh, in terms of any blockades or stoppages or anything else. The idea that you guys broke into this building or the idea that you guys smashed barricades down or forced your way in is an absolute flat-out lie. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying from when we came up there. All right. So so tell me what else happened from your perspective then. Did you see people go into the Capitol? No, I did not see anyone going to the Capitol, but my friend did get in the Capitol. This is what's the crazy part. Well, she's not here right now to talk about, but I'm, she's laying down. So she had seen um, someone, because you're not understanding, the Patriots, we all talk, and we say, look out for Antifa. We don't want any violence. We don't want anything happening. If you see something, stop it. And she's a hero. That's what she did. She saw someone with a sledgehammer, which is so weird, and she's like, so I'm trying to climb up a climb up onto something and she grabbed him and pulled him down. Yeah. No, oh, she didn't. Oh, all right. They're talking. Sorry. Okay. I want to make a quick correction. Hey, hey hold on. Hold on. Just say your name so we know who's talking. Yeah. Yep. This is Steve Lahr from uh, Coon Rapids, Minnesota. Hi, Steve. Yes, sir. Go ahead, my friend. And, uh, absolutely. Uh, so she didn't actually go into the cap. Right. So I just want to clarify that. Um, there was a stairway going up to like the mid level, like the deck and, um, and that's, that's what it was. So she got up to like the mid platform. Um, and that's where there was an Antifa. We assume it's an Antifa member for sure, because Patriots don't do that. They're out there praying. They're out there singing. They're out there saying the pledge of allegiance. Um, you don't see a Patriot smashing windows. Mm -hmm. That's just not what they do. You know? So, but I just want to clarify, she was not in the Capitol itself. Thank you for clarifying. So, yeah. Right, so I guess it was a hallway that they were trying to go up to the next level, and she was shoved in there, but there was yeah. police in there. That's what I, there was police inside there. All right, so hold on. So she got shoved in there. Let's back up a second. So she tried mm-hmm. to pull down this guy that was mm-hmm. doing strange stuff, and then what happened? 
So then they pushed forward and they pushed into Now, who's that they? Hold on. Who's they? We don't know who they are. Other agents, I understand. Other so around. the crowd pushes sure. forward, right? Right. And there was um, policemen in this hall, not a hallway, um, they go up the steps. All of these police, she said, and they grabbed her and they brought her inside. And when they brought her inside, they, I don't know if you saw it arrested, they maced her and they beat her. And then um, they hold on, the cops maced her and beat her and pulled her inside? Yes. And then they brought her, they ended up bringing her down to the police station, but they didn't press press any charges against her. Hold on, they arrested her and took her down to the police station and then let her go? Yeah. Why would you arrest somebody and let somebody go? Right. We don't even know. Yeah, exactly. And so then, um, so we didn't know what was going on. We had lost her. She was that was with her. And we all are just sitting, again, because we don't have phones um, that are working. We're just sitting outside, you know, on the Capitol grounds. Again, if you would never once again, if this is going on, never once did the police say anything to us, nothing. We're sitting there um doing what they said, singing and praying and doing all these other things. And people are still walking up to the Capitol. They never blocked off the Capitol. This is what I'm trying to explain. Never once did they put a barricade to stop anyone from coming up to the Capitol. Nothing. The only thing that policemen were doing was they were on top of the building on two levels, two or three levels. That, that's where we couldn't go. So that's where, you know, so we stayed down on the Capitol grounds and on the Capitol itself. And all of us were right there. And this is a lot of people. A lot of people, hundreds of thousands, sitting there just singing, and no one was rioting, no one was breaking any monuments, no one was spray painting. So for them to just say we defaced the Capitol, I'm like, are you kidding? Us praying, us singing, us singing the Pledge of Allegiance, defacing the Capitol, letting the people know that we're here, that they need to stand up and do the right thing. That's all we were asking to do. All right, now we got your story. Stay stay right there. Let's hear Steve's okay. story now, then we'll hear Molly's. And then oh. what we'll do after the break is let um, Richard Mack ask several questions. He's the uh, better investigator here. I'm just a talk show host, kind of redneck, going, hey, man, that's weird. What's going on? You know. But then what we'll do is we'll get to the good sheriff here in just a minute. But, Steve, tell your story now, sir. Oh, well, I don't know where to begin. So <laughs> it's just, just all crazy. Um yeah, I'm, I'm basically going to... Just tell me what happened. It was all peaceful. President Trump spoke. Everything happened. Then you guys walked to the Capitol, yep. right? Yep, Then everybody marched to the Capitol. And everybody was was obviously um, not happy with what's going on. But, again, we're patriots. So, so we... Yeah, so we're laughing and talking. And, and uh, so we're walking up to the Capitol. We get to the Capitol. And there's no broken windows. There's no... We didn't see any of that, but... Up on that upper level, uh, where our friend was, she actually, she, like Lavita said, she pulled uh, the guy down with the sledgehammer, and then basically, hold on, let me stop. Now you watched the, you watched her pull this guy down. I can't confirm that, but she told us that. All right, so but you're you're just there. You're seeing everything peaceful from your vantage point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yes. keep going. Yes. I mean, obviously, there's a reason why people march there because they, you know. Being happy with with uh, what we see as fraudulent results from the election, but they definitely weren't taking it out on the Capitol building, and they definitely weren't attacking any police officer. Okay, you know if you see the riot on TV, like when looking at BLM and Antifa, they would be 
throwing rocks and you know all sorts of weird stuff with the couch and, and that wasn't even the case there's no way we would do that because you know we support the cops but we want them to understand that we were talking about trying to that they have to understand they took a constitutional oath to protect all right we're going to take a quick break ladies and gentlemen larvita mcfarkler yep. with us steve what was your name again uh, Steve Lahr. Spell your last name for me. L-A-H-R. L-A-H-R. Steve Lahr. All right. Hang Correct. tight, Steve. We'll finish your story. Get, get your thoughts together. What did you see? What did you hear? We'll move to Molly, too, and then, and then the good sheriff will start to kind of break this down a little better for us. Hang tight, everybody. All right. Thank you. Pursuing liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Four people died and 52 arrests were made as Stop the Steal protesters occupied the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Wednesday afternoon. Three deaths were from medical episodes and one was shot and killed by Capitol Police. The unarmed woman has been identified. Relatives confirm her as Ashley Babbitt, a 14-year Air Force veteran from San Diego, California. After the protesters' delay, Congress did certify the Electoral College win of Democrats Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, officially making them the next president and vice president of the United States. Democrats took control of the Senate on Wednesday with a pair of historic victories in Georgia's runoff elections. The Reverend Raphael Warnock defeated Senator Kelly Loeffler, and John Ossoff defeated David Perdue, who recently completed his first term as senator. Senator Chuck Schumer said Wednesday that Democrats have gained control of the Senate, calling it a brand new day in Washington. This is USA Radio News. Newsmax TV. Everyone is watching it now. President Trump says he loves it. And more than 30 million Americans tune into Newsmax TV. With great shows and analysts like Dick Morris, Rudy Giuliani, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, and a lot more. Every night you can watch Newsmax's number one show, Greg Kelly Reports. Greg Kelly and Newsmax are unafraid to tell the truth about the election, how big tech is censoring you, and Joe Biden's dangerous plans. You need to watch Newsmax TV. Get Newsmax on all major cable systems or check your guide. If you don't get Newsmax, call your cable operator. Tell them you want Newsmax. And remember, Newsmax is free on Roku, YouTube, Apple TV, Zumo, TiVo Plus, Pluto, Chromecast, and most smart TVs like Samsung and LG. And don't forget to download the free Newsmax TV app. All other cable news channels ask you to pay, but Newsmax's app is free. So start watching anytime, anywhere in the world. How could protesters break security lines in Washington, D.C. Wednesday? USA Radio News' Tim Berg reports. As the U.S. Capitol was breached on Wednesday and demonstrators forced their way inside, many lawmakers and staff were evacuated. Pictures went viral of protesters inside the Capitol on the Senate floor. As far as why that was allowed, Republican Congressman Ken Buck of Colorado tells Fox News. The, uh, I think the security, uh, I think the officers were told not to use lethal force unless uh, they saw an armed person or, or lethal force was being used against them. And so uh, when they are overwhelmed by, by tens of thousands of protesters uh, coming through the, the U.S. Capitol, uh, the decision not to use lethal force, I think, was a wise decision. Uh, we can repair the, the damage to the U.S. Capitol. We are not going to uh, bring back lives, and, and I commend the police for their restraint. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. 
the heck is a Phoenix Bureau at the bottom of the hour reporting on what happened in D.C. when we got live people on Liberty Roundtable Live, first-hand witnesses reporting in D.C., huh? I also kind of wonder, and they say the police showed tremendous restraint. The only person that died was a lady that got shot in the neck inside the Capitol, and the cops are the ones that were doing the shooting. Fact, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight. Wow. All right, we've got Larvita McFarkler with us. We've also got Steve Lahr reporting from his experiences as well. Uh, Steve, so go ahead and just kind of finish your commentary. So for you, the thing was peaceful the whole time? Uh, yeah, from when I saw everybody was peaceful. Um, Were there any barricades? I did not see any barricades, actually, sir. Not at all. Did you see people um, uh, breaking windows and, and, and literally nothing. rioting and destroying property and, and assaulting the Capitol? No, and we didn't even see them do anything to the cops that were there, not whatsoever. Because, you know, I could see if the cops wanted to control a situation because of an actual riot. But um, that wasn't even the case. I mean, we weren't even backlashing in any way, shape, or form. If I can jump in for a second. So after the police came down, um, the police were standing right in front of all of those people. None of us attacked those policemen. None of us pushed the policemen. None of us touched the policemen. None of us. So for them, the riot, if we were a riot, those policemen would have been down on the ground. None of us did anything to the policemen at all. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, it was kind of the opposite of that, you know. Some of us actually knelt down in prayer, and we're praying in front of the policemen, and we actually told the cops that we love them. Excellent work, Steve. Anything else that you want to mention? I'm I'm asking questions to kind of help the narrative. A lot of people don't, you know, aren't comfortable when they're on the radio or whatever. They kind of yeah, you know, get no, tongue-tied um, and stuff like that. I'm just trying to kind of help you along. Is there anything else you want to mention that I haven't either drawn out or that you, you feel like is uh, that you want to say? Well, there was that one point where we were kneeling in prayer in front of the cops. And they said, okay, we're going to move back. So then we're getting up to move back because we were honoring their wishes. But then they just pushed us over. And so I ended up with a friend rest out of the deal because they knocked me over, too. So. Who's they? Uh, the cops that were there at the Capitol. Hold on. So you're, you're telling me you have a sprained wrist because the cops yeah. got forceful? Why yeah. we were praying. Well, yeah. Well, I, I we thought at the praying. bottom of the hour they said the cops should be praised for their restraint and not hurting anybody. Yeah, well, I wouldn't praise them for that. Uh, and then they're the ones that shot this lady in the neck. The only person that died is the cop shot her inside the Capitol. The mainstream press, her press blatantly being forced to admit that one now. All right, who else yeah. is with you? We got Molly? What, what was the deal on that, if I may ask a question? Wasn't there one that was uh, Air Force veteran? Yes, yeah, she got shot in the neck inside the building. And I guess she was shot by the cops. Oh, wow. Okay. If I can jump in for one yeah, By second. all means, go ahead. So this is Larvita. Again, right? they're, saying, they're saying, you know, that we stormed the Capitol. Again, most of the people that are there are veterans, are military. If they really wanted to storm the Capitol, they would have, one, been prepared. They would have had weapons. We wouldn't, they wouldn't have gone in there peacefully walking up to the Capitol, like just walking there for, you know, just having a good time wanting to show support for the, our president, wanting to show support for the Constitution, standing on what the Constitution does. So please, this narrative that they're pushing that we are violent, if we wanted to be violent, we would have had our weapons because most of patriots believe in the Second Amendment. We have weapons. We have the right to bear arms. So, so for them to push this narrative that is so ridiculous, 
that we were the violent ones that we started any of this is so untrue. Sorry, here's Molly. No, I appreciate it. Molly, I don't know if you want to give your last name or not. It's up to you. Hey, yeah, I am Molly Wenzel from Hutchinson, Minnesota. M-O-L-L-Y? Yes. And then spell your last name? W-E-N-T-Z-E-L. I'm sorry. I just want to get everything right. Go ahead, ma'am. Let's hear your story. <laughs> so um, I was actually on the Capitals for either Steve or Larvito, where we uh, got split up. I was with our friend that's um, laying down that we mentioned earlier. Um, we basically held hands through the whole thing. Um, but uh, you When, know, when you say the, held uh, hands, you're talking about in the style of Christians, you were holding hands, right? Well, yeah, and we didn't want to lose each other because we were literally the page. There were so many Patriots. We were shoulder to shoulder. Got it. Okay, um, I just want to understand what you're meaning. Got it. Keep going. Yeah, we were shoulder to shoulder, so we were trying not to lose each other, like in the midst of the craziness, you know. Um, but uh, you know, everyone was calm, and everyone, you know, and we were even talking to each other like hey where are you from hey where are you coming from like some people were from california utah oregon uh florida texas i mean we were from all over the world and it was so cool to meet people um you know and everyone was all peaceful and we even had a conversation you know we were there was a dozen of us like even in the corner of a we're probably like on the second level of the capitol just sitting there chilling, just watching everyone. Just hold on, hold on. And there was no barricades and no cops were telling you to stop or anything like that? No, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm kind of jumping. But um, yeah, on the way there, there were no barricades. There was no fences, no snipers, no cops, no security, none at all. Um, none of, none of there was no cop cars, no sirens, none of that. Nothing. It was calm. Like, we were, like... I can't even explain. I mean, the streets were open to us to, to be there. The Capitol was open. There was no barricades. There was no walls, nothing. There, in, in fact, there were ladders. There were ramps leading up to, leading up to there. And uh, I'm sorry, but, like, why would there be ramps leading up to the Capitol if we weren't welcome there? I just, wow, okay. I, I, all right, did you see I, any violence, Molly? No, no, not at all. Did you see people going into the Capitol? No. We were on the Capitol, but we weren't in it. When you say on, you mean you were on the grounds and, and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, we were on the grounds, um, but we were not in the Capitol. Right now, here's what's interesting about all this. They're pointing the finger at President Trump. President Trump, believe it or not, has already conceded. Did you know that? No. No. Yes. No. Yes, he has. Yes. Are you kidding me? No, I'm telling you right now, he's already conceded. So in my opinion, that's kind of a betrayal by Trump uh, yeah. when the going gets tough. Now, here's what I don't get. Uh, does that mean Trump is just shocked uh, and confused and, and got the wrong people whispering in his ear? Yeah. Or, or was this, or was this a kind of an intentional thing by even Trump? I, I don't want to speculate I'm, that, but yesterday he so swore gonna, he would I'm not going concede. To, I'm going to answer that, please, um, because I was I was upset and I called out Trump last night on my FaceTime Facebook Live. Now, just to be clear, this is Larvita, right? 
Yes, this is Lexi. Yes, ma'am. Keep going. Um, you're right on both cases. I think what happened is we, we you know, we're pawns. I don't mind being a pawn, but you need to stand with us, you know. I know that you wanted to get your voice heard, but for, I'm just hearing what you're saying, that for him to stand down and not fight through the end, when he knows he has the support of the people behind him. I mean, he called how many people to to Washington yesterday. For him to concede now is a slap in the face of all of the Americans that have been fighting with him and standing beside him. You don't concede to tyranny. You don't concede and back down when you know our, our country is falling apart. As the job of the president, you were supposed to stand strong, period. doesn't matter if everything around you is falling apart. You should be standing on the word of God. Amen. And we need to know who the rioters really are who did this. Exactly. Are they Antifon BLM? It was a setup. Whoever is advising him knew what was, that we were going to okay. go there. So you're saying Trump may or may not have been involved in this, but you're saying you know it was a setup. You can't tell me because they, you cannot tell me it was not a setup on either way. One, Trump was hoping that the people would hear us, but we knew from the beginning that Pence was not going to. One, this is why I get upset. One, for them to say that Pence was going to overturn the election, that wasn't his job. That's not his job. That's not what he was going to do. He's supposed to uphold the Constitution. That's not overturning an unjust, unlawful, unconstitutional election yes. with fraud. And, for him, and for him to call for accountability and transparency is not overturning or rejecting. Exactly. It's merely saying, hey, we need to make sure that this is legitimate before we certify. Well, so they're spinning all, it for sure. Over, yeah. He wasn't overturning anything. He was giving it back to the states where it belongs for them to do their job. So, again, the, um, they're pushing a narrative of trying to put all the responsibility on Pence when it, that had nothing to do with Pence. All right. Again, Sheriff, the, Sheriff Mack, ahead. I play the role as a talk show host. I've done my best mm-hmm. to get these witnesses firsthand on the radio to tell their story, and I've kind of vetted it. Uh, in, in, a, in a general way to understand the stories and who's who. Um, they've come on record. They've given their names. Now let's have you step in and do the real work, sir. <laughs> well, I'm glad that uh, Larita and Steve and Molly were not hurt. Uh, Amen, and, sir. And my, and my, first, my first impression is, well, the Capitol should have been open, at least to get up there. Mm-hmm. And it, it was well known, and Trump even said during his speech, I know most of you or many of you are going over to the Capitol. Uh, to protest there however we want and however the people that were there at the at the Trump rally wanted to go over there and protest is all lawful and and of, of course our right to do so and so I'm I'm glad there were no barricades or cops shutting off streets and whatnot and and people are welcome to go to the Capitol I've been there numerous times however it's obvious the Capitol was breached, and and it may we don't know, but I believe that we will find this out in an uh, if there is a, an impartial investigation. But that woman that got shot was obviously inside the Capitol, and she was a good person, and uh, she served her country. She was not armed, and I, I think that heads will roll on that part because obviously those who said. They were told not to use lethal force. Somebody did. I will tell you, in police shootings, several that I've worked on and I've seen and investigated myself, usually, and this is where I really compliment the police, 
usually when one cop starts shooting, mm-hmm. others join in. Mm-hmm. Automatically, they just do. Uh, and this time that did not happen, and I'm really grateful for that. And it looked like a very dangerous situation. I've been in this situation myself. There was a riot in Provo when I was a, a pretty young cop there at the 4th of July parade, Sam. At the 4th of July parade, because the parade was directed to end at 850 East, and all these people were lined up all the way to 900 East, and all the people from 850 East, not all of them, but some of them started rioting. And I was all by myself. And Mm. I had hundreds of people surrounding me, and I saw a very similar thing with a Capitol Police officer uh, trying to protect a stairway all by himself with dozens of protesters chasing after him. And he took out his baton, not his gun. He took out his baton and was threatening some of them, uh, and they just kept following him. And and I am so sorry for that officer. He should never have been in that position. Mm-hmm. And Sam, I'm telling you that whoever went inside the Capitol uh, was were wrong. Every person who went in there, it was against the law. It was unlawful. We have uh, people climbing all over the walls of the Capitol. This I want to us- stop you there just for a second, Sheriff, and make a Go point, ahead. though, that I think is important. I agree that climbing walls... Using sledgehammers, that's clearly wrong. I agree 100%, and I quadrupled down in uh, standing against that, condemning that, and saying it's 100% wrong, and those who did such things should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Amen. No question about that. And the the officer who shot that lovely woman should be prosecuted. I agree. However, here's what I will say, though. Um. If you uh, go to a place and the doors are open, um, you and I have gone in congressional buildings and out of congressional buildings plenty of times, Sheriff. And what uh, uh, Larvita's saying, what Molly's saying, what Steve is saying is, hey, they weren't given any instructions not to go in somewhere, this and that. Now, they didn't go into the Capitol, but my point is there might have been people who did go in who thought it was okay to go in, not intending violence, and I want to distinguish between those two groups. And the reason I do is because I don't want to, anybody who went in is not a criminal. Anybody who went in may not have breached something or destroyed any property. Um, Just as these people never went in, the masses never went in, there might have been people who went in um, not realizing the circumstance. In other words, they walked into a trap, sir, peacefully thinking, I mean, hey, if, if all of a sudden you said to me, Sam, you shouldn't have went into the congressional building or whatever, or this or that, I would have went, what? I, I thought I could go in here. Uh, so we need to be very careful there, too. Thank you, Sam, for saying that. That was well, exactly yeah, right. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. Uh, I agree. I definitely agree. I'm talking about the people who are smashing windows. Oh, we completely agree. And, and I'm talking yeah. about people who uh, were carrying off parts of the, the congressional uh, floor and wait, carrying wait, off wait, a what podium. What happened? We about this. What? Well, I'm watching it right now on Fox News. So, hold on. So, here's what Richard Mack is saying. There are people who went into the buildings who were d- taking documents, taking parts of uh, congressional you, desks. You know and... no patriot would ever do that. Well, you know right now that wait, no wait, patriot I, I, would that, That's where I disagree with you. Because I just spoke in Albany, and we had a great patriotic rally. 
and then, uh, but when emotions get high and people are upset and emotional, I've seen it. I and, understand and when, that, but you, and when you I have, spoke in Albany, uh, the, uh, there was about seven or eight BLM people who showed up. As soon mm-hmm. as they showed up, the crowd started surrounding them, pushing them, yelling at them. Uh, got out of hand. I tried to stop it. I said, look, these people have a right to be here. They're not mm-hmm. doing anything. Get away from them. Go back to the rally. Go back to where we were. And these people carry an American flag. And, and these patriots were out of line and got crazy. That's, that's totally different. That is totally different. I understand that. You're telling me they're ripping up the floor, that they're ripping up... Um, Oh yeah, they were. I don't know what who I'm they were. To... I'm saying I don't know who they were. Wait, we're we're yeah, saying there's right. hold what on, I'm we're saying. saying there's people on Fox News with video that are doing those things. Exactly. We don't know who what they I'm are. Trying to say that is not a patriot. A patriot, yes, might get a fight with BLM. I would never think they wouldn't. Yes, well, that might be the case. I, I, first of all, I think that's a blank. Anything from, from the you're capital. making a wait, wait, wait. You're making a blanket statement, Larita. I love you. I think you're wonderful. <laughs> You're making a blanket statement saying that you know that nobody would have done that. No patriot, no person that I'm, was I'm going to tell you drugs. right now. Do and, you know how many people are outside the Capitol? And, I'm, and I'm saying I disagree with that. I'm saying And, I, and I here's what I'm saying. Crazy before. Here's what I'm saying. I agree with both of you in that. Larvita's right. Not a, a, a true patriot would, would not do that. Would not do that. However, the yeah. point is there might be some Trump supporters who do get kind of swept up in the jubilance of things, I'm going to be as polite right. as I can, right. who might do things that they would then under normal circumstances go, oh man, that was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. Right. Okay. Oh, I, so I there's truth that. to that reality, but right? What I'm saying is, do you know that we were outside the Capitol building, hundreds of hundreds of thousands of us, we did not destroy the monument. We did not destroy I, the I, I, Yeah, I, I, we didn't I spray understand paint that. We didn't try to knock it down. We didn't try to do any of that. So for them to then say to go inside and do that, when pa- real patriots have only been talking about we don't destroy these things, you cannot say that was a, a patriot. Well, right. and, 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 and we agree. Uh, the, <laughs> the point that we're getting at here, though, is this. The mainstream press is saying, hey, Trump supporters are now insurrectionists. Trump is the lead insurrectionist. Trump needs to be removed from office immediately using the 25th Amendment. Biden now warning of sedition. There's uh, some people calling for another impeachment it, with the la- within the last uh, 13 days of his administration. They want another impeachment. Yes. Absolutely so, ridiculous. They use it. I know, it's stupid. So my, my point is, though, what we need to do is get to the bottom of it. We need to have numbers, first off, that say things like this. How many people came to the rally? How many people literally went from the rally to the Capitol? How many people literally were inside the buildings? We don't need exact numbers, but we need a general understanding. Let me give you an example. If there was a million people that went to, were in D.C. kind of a thing, and then, hey, you know what, 100,000 went to the Capitol, and then, hey, 10,000 uh, went inside, or, you know what, 500 what went inside. That's what we're trying to tell you. Go That's ahead. That's what we're trying to tell you. We're trying to tell you there was hundreds of thousands, thousands of people outside the Capitol building, more than that. And only they're showing only 10... Only ten people went inside the Capitol building. Twenty people. Do you know of course people they are. Outside? Of course this they are. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I had cut Molly off. She wanted to say something. So one thing that I'm okay. Hold on. Is, this is Molly, right? This is Molly. Go Leslie, ahead, ma'am. Yeah. I, I just want people to know who's who. Go ahead, ma'am. So one thing that I wanted to say before all of this was the media. Um, okay. So one thing is. Uh, <laughs> There were not just a hundred of us. 
Mm-hmm. When so I woke up today and right away on Fox News they're giving quote unquote footage of this happening, right? But it's not live. Okay, right? Realize that it's not live. They were not there when this was actually happening. This is all set up. This was staged. This was you know, we were there were so many of us on that capitol. We were shoulder to shoulder. You know, my chest was touching someone's back. We were tight. There were so many of us there singing, praying, doing the, saying the Pledge of Allegiance. There were not just 100 of us or 200 of us. And when I woke up and saw that quote-unquote footage of the U.S. Capitol being quote-unquote stormed and rioted, there were only like 100 people on the Capitol. That is not real footage. There were thousands of us. And I have videos of proof of me and our friends walking up to the Capitol of thousands and thousands upon thousands, like more than a sea of people. It is nothing like media shows, okay? Not once did I see the media there while this was happening. The only time they showed up was after five, about 5.30 at night, 6 p.m., when everyone was kicked off the Capitol. And then they tried to put in their voice of what was happening. And here's, like, I even went up. I was faced, I was, at that time, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just, like, I'm so upset with, like, all right, so the let me. Truth, the truth isn't being told. The truth is not being told. I, and, I I understand. So let me make sure I have this right, Molly. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I'm trying to get the story as accurate as I can. Molly Wenzel, this was an intentional setup. Media was not live. Media right? was not live. There were no drones. There were no cameras. Nothing. And we even said that. Why aren't the people reporting how many people are here? Why aren't there any cameras out here? And here, I, I want to mention another thing. While for about four hours straight, well, even during the Trump speech, all communications were shut down. We were not able to go on Facebook, social media. We're not able to live video any of the fit happenings. We're not able to contact any of our family and friends. I have people back home. So we're still in D.C., right? We have. I have people back home in Minnesota, texting me and messaging me, saying, we were not able to contact you. We weren't able to be Yeah, I was literally trying to Minnesota. call Arvita, Molly. I was literally trying to call Arvita and went straight to voicemail. She wasn't, didn't even have a chance to pick up. Correct. And our phones were on the same time. We had huge batteries in our pockets and phone cords to keep our batteries full. Our phones were not dead. We were available. We were trying to be on Facebook, live videotaping what was actually happening. I have videos that I took on my camera because I wasn't able to live stream. I have videos of this happening. But here's the deal. The media was the only people that were able to speak while all this was happening. They were the only people allowed to voice what was happening. But they're not. They didn't show what was actually happening. It was this he say, she say. All right, Molly. I want you there. to Molly. I want you to stay right there. I want you to see if you can get your friend that got yanked inside that kind of middle ground place or whatever. See if she'll come on the radio with us as well next hour. For uh, sure. uh, we're about at the end of this hour. I literally got rid of the break, the second break. I just blew it off and skipped it. I'm going to skip okay. breaks next hour as well. The ones that I can. I cannot skip them all, but I will yeah. skip the ones that I can. 
and I want to talk more. I want Richard Mack to be able to ask more detailed questions. I want to. I want to get into this. I get that what um, Larvita is saying is, hey, Patriots would not do damage and cause trouble. And from Correct. a true Patriot no, I... point of view, she's right. From a point of view, though, that people get caught up in emotions and develop a kind of a mob mentality and regret their actions sometimes because they get swept up in the exuberance of things. Sheriff Mack is absolutely right. That does happen. Um, what Mal- or what Larvita is saying is we reject such actions to the point where we don't even believe real patriots do those things. And she's right. But Richard Mack's also right in that, hey, I am sure Trump supporters got swept up in this action. However, when you tell me that there was no barricades and no cops telling you to stop, uh, and then we got to ask, were Antifa and BLM supporters among those who overtook the Capitol building? And then you ask, who are the rioters that stormed the Capitol while the vote was happening about Biden? And then when you start saying things like, hey, this was an intentional setup. The media wasn't even there live. Communications were intentionally shut down. The only ones that were willing to develop the narrative were the media. Then you've yeah. got a serious, serious discussion, and you got to ask why. And then all the congressmen and senators that I know of, literally Biden warns sedition. Georgia, signs of election fraud were repeated in Senate runoff election. Now the Democrats have taken control. The communists have taken control of the Senate. Um, you know what? Twitter and Facebook locks Trump out of his account. Yeah, exactly. Saying and Trump is a liar. You're telling me the president of the United States does not have the ability to say what he wants to the people, right or wrong. Do we have in America, the media can make that judgment where the president cannot say what he thinks or feels or believes to the people because the president is such a criminal? Exactly. Hey, this is a lie. You have the cabinet literally discussing uh, invoking the 25th Amendment to literally remove Donald Trump from office. Now they're talking about impeaching President Trump for a second you know, attempt. D.C. police chief, four people died. The only person that got shot was when the government used a gun. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious, serious business. Everyone stay there, please. We've got more. The good sheriff will help break it down and get into this, too. I'm sure, Sheriff, you got some questions. We'll do it all. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. And remember, all the big boys at the top of the hour, uh, bottom of the hour news, they ain't got nothing on Liberty Roundtable Live. I'm telling you that right now. All right, hang tight. God save the republic. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, the good sheriff, Richard Mack, live on your radio. This is hour two of two. Hard-hitting talk continues. This is the broadcast for Thursday, January the 7th, the year of our Lord, 2021. We're talking to firsthand witnesses and their experiences at the U.S. Capitol. Ladies and gentlemen, what these first-hand witnesses are telling you is a completely different story than the mainstream press is telling you. All right, we're talking about Larvita McFarkler, Steve Lahr, Molly Wenzel, breaking it down for us of what they saw. For them, it was incredibly peaceful. They were praying. 
Uh, at first, the cops were very mellow. No one told them to stop. No one told them they couldn't walk around the Capitol complex. Eventually, the media or the uh, cops asked them to kind of back off. They didn't back off as much or as fast as they wanted, so the cops got a little rough. Poor Steve got a sprained wrist out of it. Uh, who are the rioters that stormed the D.C. Capitol during the vote of Biden? Were Antifa and BLM supporters among those who stormed the Capitol building? Molly Wenzel, quote, this was intentional. An intentional setup. The media was not live. Communications were intentionally shut down. Now they then say, hey, um, you know what? Biden won at four in the morning. They announced the results. That's weird, too. Okay, why did it take till four in the morning? Oh, you can say because the protesters were there. You know what? That's bogus. The protesters weren't there till four in the morning. I was listening at 10 p.m. my time, which is like midnight, uh, to the states being announced of where they stood and everything else. Why did it take so long? It's weird. All these winnings for Biden happen at like 4 a.m. in the morning. Chuck Schumer says GOP objection to the election. Attempted coup turns out to be an insurrection. See, I disagree with this narrative completely. Now, here's the bottom line, though. Live first-hand witness coverage continues on Liberty Roundtable Live. And let's be very, very clear. The Capitol's a huge place. Just because Molly and Steve and Larvita didn't see violence or whatever else, that doesn't mean it didn't take place. And you know what? I agree with Larvita that patriots don't do these kind of things. And the proof in the pudding is, is that the rioters have primarily been uh, the left and Antifa and all this kind of stuff for months and months and months. Uh, that's all true. However, you know what? The mob mentality does take over oftentimes. People doing the exuberance of things oftentimes uh, say and do things that they should not have. And I'm sure that some Trump supporters got caught up in the melee. The question is, who led the charge? Why was there no security? How did the cops kind of allow this to happen in the first place? They knew online that there was you know, going to be a lot of people. They, okay, they knew online. They closed streets. And, you know, you heard yesterday from firsthand eyewitnesses that they were using cranes and dump trucks and different things to block off streets. They knew full well what was going on. How come there was no real security at the Capitol? That's an interesting, fair question to ask. Firsthand witness reporting at the U.S. Capitol continues this hour. Ladies and gentlemen, and I want to focus on a, a couple of things. President Trump now concedes. He promised he would not. Every one of these moves that I see being made serves to escalate, not de-escalate. You got to wonder how come. Why do they shut down President Trump from saying anything he wants to the American people? Do you really do that to the sitting president of the United States? Okay, why, why communications shut down for Molly and everybody else? Okay, there's strange things happening here in my uh, initial, you know, I'm kind of like a, a, a media hound dog that knows what to do here. My experience tells me there's something rotten in Denmark. And I submit to you that I bet you that Trump supporters <clears throat> did participate to some degree, some of them. I also bet you that a lot of people posed as Trump supporters and they're really Antifa or really maybe even government agent provocateurs. Uh, so let's start with that kind of in mind here. I don't know that we're ever going to be able to get to the bottom of this stuff and get the truth to come out. If we can't prove election fraud and they say there's no evidence, well, hey, there's no evidence of anything, is there? doesn't matter what you say. doesn't matter what you saw. doesn't matter what you believe. doesn't matter. I mean, it, it's crazy. So there you have it. Let's start with you, Sheriff Richard Mack, with that in mind. Well, I will say, uh, for the record, and uh, this is 
something that did happen while Larvita was there, and she called me, and uh, I don't know how many times she tried to call me before that, but she did get through, and I advised her to leave uh, because at that time it had already been reported widely across the country that a woman had been shot and killed inside uh, the rotunda of the, of the U.S. Capitol. And and at that point, I told her, and I'll tell the, your listening audience all over the country, that at, at that point, all bets are off and you need to get out of there. I will go back even before that and say that numerous people uh, invited me to go, wanted me to go, tried to get me there, and uh, told me that it was my patriotic duty to be there. And we, as you know, Sam, have a lot going on in our family at this time. Uh, I've canceled some engagements and and uh, uh, some other events uh, to focus on uh, some family problems that we're having with local government. And uh, so, but I'm going to tell you, I did not feel good about this entire thing. I did not feel good about going. I could have gone, uh, but I did not feel good about it. And uh, I believe I don't trust any. Buddy in Washington, D.C., I don't trust BLM, I don't trust Antifa, I don't trust any of these Democrats. Uh, I think that Washington, D.C., we're uh, seeing once again how corrupt it is, how hypocritical the Democrats are. But as Trump said, we should not be playing into the hands of these people. That is exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it does not appear to me, one iota that you alluded to, Sam, that the Capitol Police were prepared. And when you have only one officer trying to address a crowd going up a stairway, and he's ru- literally running up the stairs away from him, he would stop and warn him not to come any further, or you couldn't hear what he said, but uh, th- that is being filmed. And as far as, as what you said also, Sam, uh, you and I have been to the Capitol. It is gigantic, and it is even bigger once you get inside, because it goes to basements and, and uh, other build, other rooms way beneath it. Uh, and so uh, <laughs> cops, uh, the FBI and other uh, plainclothes officers obviously had their guns drawn inside. There's obviously vandalism uh, and criminal mischief going on inside by people who breach the Capitol. Uh, I am surprised it was so easy to breach the Capitol. Uh, but I, like I said before, this is what we, the, the American people, are allowed in there. You can go in there anytime you want, pretty much. Well, uh, you used security, to be able to, whether you can now or not, the different topic. Uh, right, right. That's going to change. That's going to change because of this. But I will tell you that the police response inside uh, still surprises me. You can see places where there were a lot of police. And then you see other places where there were virtually none or just one, like I said, in the stairwell. Uh, It was a dangerous situation. Uh, The people going inside, I believe, caused most of that dangerous situation. And yes. uh, And let's be be clear. It's not them going inside that caused that dangerous situation. It's how they went inside, what they did on their way and what they brought with them. Well, correct. And they're refusing orders to stay out. Right. And obviously. So that's going to put the police on edge. Uh, and and so for the most part, I still give the police uh, kudos uh, for their restraint once 
once people were inside. And, and I really feel sorry for the lady that was killed. She's, she sounds like a great American, uh, a veteran uh, of the Air Force. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I believe, I predict that it's going to be whitewashed because of this horrible chaos, and, and, and he's going to get a free ride on it. I really believe that's going to happen because they're going to blame everything, of course, on Trump. And like we, you and I have said, Sam, the, the left has a great narrative, and they control the narrative in Washington, D.C. And if you want to blame if something bad happens ever, doesn't matter. It's going to be Trump's fault or, or coronavirus fault. And, and these people have no shame. They obviously are so evil. Uh, but uh, evil wins sometimes, and that is what's happening here. And like Trump said, we, we, and I said we, not me this time. I didn't want to go, and I didn't feel good about it, and I didn't trust it, and I still don't trust it, and we played into their hands. All right. I understand what you're saying. When we say we played into their hands, it's hard for me um, to go there a little bit. And let me explain what I mean. You can say, hey, you know what? We saw the writing on the wall. We knew this was going to go south, so it's smarter to not engage. And I understand that view, and I think you have the right to that view and thought process, and it's hard for me to disagree. We see more and more and more every time you go to anything now. They just riot and pillage and plunder and, and, and blame it on the good guys over and over and over. So you can see it coming a mile away. However, in the defense of Steve and Molly and Larvita and others who were there, they're saying we want to peacefully assemble. We have a right to a redress of our grievances here. Uh, the courts aren't willing to do it. We are, um, you know what, following the president's uh, invitation. Uh, we mean no harm and we're peaceful. And it's hard for me to say that that effort is, um, you know, going into their hands. Now, whether Trump supporters did this and betrayed us and they're not patriots, to Larvita's um, point, no, I agree. Whether, I, whether want to be, I want to be clear. If I if I had gone, I would have walked up there with them to the Capitol. I would have. I understand whether our uh, Antifa or Black Lives Matter or these people literally created a false flag uh, out of this thing. You know, those are the questions that we need to ask. And wh what I can tell you is this: as a pr very seasoned reporter, look, folks, I've been at this for twenty five years. I am not a sheriff. I don't have investigative uh, training. But I do have a lot of experience in reporting. And here's what I will tell you. When the narrative comes back so definitive against all Trump supporters. I mean, Sam Bushman is not exactly a Trump supporter. What I mean by that is I didn't vote for him. However, I do support all the good things that he does. And I reject all the bad things that he does. I would be probably considered a Trump supporter in that sense. I'm kind that I'm willing to give his side of the story, right? Okay, but does that mean now that I'm a terrorist, that I'm involved in an insurrection? And see, when you have the cabinet literally saying Trump is the chief insurrectionist, Trump never called for violence, but they're claiming that he literally, you know, lit the fuse. Yes. All right, Biden is warning sedition. Sedition against who? Does he just mean Trump supporters? Does he just mean those that were at the Capitol yesterday? Or does he mean those who went in? Or does he mean those who went in with uh, evil intentions? Does he mean those who committed violence and vandalism? What does Biden mean when he warns sedition? All right, here's the next question. There's a headline that says this. Uh, Barack Obama blames conservative media 
ecosystem <laughs> after rioters storm capital. So now Barack is literally pointing the finger at me if I'm considered part of the, quote, what, conservative media ecosystem, whatever that is? Yeah, what conservative media was there? Uh, I, I don't know. I, you know. So uh, what I'm saying is this gets very dicey fast, and what we need to do, and this is where I'm going to you know, kind of use my experience. We as reporters need to not peddle bogus headlines without challenging them. Right. And we need to not paint with such a broad brush your point about, hey, we can't just say uh, an unequivocal, you know, paint everybody in the same or with the same brush discussion. Uh, We've got to be very careful to look who are the insurrectionists. If you went into the Capitol with weapons or destructive, um, you know, tools or materials or whatever, if you committed violence, if you disobeyed orders, if you. Okay, then you are criminal, and we push for you to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. However, if you went in there peacefully and were never given any orders to stop or any reason to believe that you shouldn't be there, and or if you were there praying uh, like Steve and get a sprained wrist, we need to defend these people, and we need to find out who the real criminals are. Was this a false flag operation? And if so, who committed it? And we as reporters need to step back and say we don't have the details. But when they come out so unequivocal, insurrection, Trump lit the fuse, uh, you know, Trump supporters, Trump uh, people are criminals, insurrection, prosecution, uh, double down, you know, Mitch McConnell overturning election results would cause a death spiral for the United States. Okay, these kind of statements are absolutely extreme belligerent, and that is the biggest thing that makes me believe this is a false flag. How do you get so definitive with so many knowledgeable answers about so many things and say, oh, we know all this happened? You know what? Steve and, and Molly and Larvita and Sam and, and Richard Mack and... You guys are all guilty because you're part of the, quote, Trump ecosystem. You know what? You and your leader, Donald, lit the fuse. Insurrection. Okay, these people are off their rockers crazy with statements like that, and we need to call them out as such. Larvita, do you want to respond to that first? I do. I wanted to respond to one thing first. I just wanted to you know people are saying it was, you know, the mob mentality. There was no mob mentality. That's what I'm trying to explain to you guys. I'm sending over videos to um, Sheriff Mack right now so that you can understand where I'm coming from because you got seeing the pictures, the truth. And so you see those pictures that there was not a mob mentality where we were just out. There was no mob mentality. Um, that's that's my biggest thing. And for them to try to say they're going to, um, I mean, they're, what they're talking about doesn't even make any sense. Like you said, yeah, they and, and they're not saying they're not saying, hey, you know what? There were thousands, hundreds of thousands of peaceful people. There were a few radical people um, that breached this thing. We need to discover who they are. Um, we're going to get the FBI to look at That's not their narrative. Their narrative is, hey, whacked out Trump supporters by the hundreds of thousands descended on the Capitol with evil intent. That's their message, Sheriff. Oh, yes, yeah, Sam. You and I have been victims of this sort of thing before. When we're trying to promote peace, we were actually accused of being part of the, uh, what, vandalism, government takeover, sedition. Yes. In fact, uh, they were basically putting my face from a peaceful rally on the takeover footage. Uh, they were claiming that while we were issuing a press release to the contrary. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah. I mean, we have this peaceful rally with six, seven hundred people, and 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 that's what I'm trying to tell everybody here. Um, I, I I didn't say mob mentality. I just said there was a few that went in and and ruined it for everybody. And I'm agreeing with Trump. Those people played into the hands of Trump's enemies, and it, it did. And uh, I like I said, I would have been right there with Larvita and Steve and Molly uh, had I gone. And I almost did go. Uh, but uh, once the violence starts, uh, you need to you need to get out of there. And uh, like I said, the U.S. Capitol is huge, uh, and there's a, per- a different perspective from the north side, south side, east side, west side. There's four different things that could have been go- going on at the same. Well, time. and those sides are big too. There could oh, be huge. there could be you yeah. know on the northeast corner a, a big insurrection happening or a big problem. And then in the middle of the same side, you can't even tell because there's so many people. So there's no doubt that that's reality. What I'm mainly claiming, though, is this shame on the media and shame on the conservative folks. For example, President Trump, you have no business if you did cave. Now I'm reading news that he conceded and then he took it back. Oh, gosh. So I don't know if he did or not at this point. I can't get (laughs) definitive. Right. Well, he's definitely saying that there's going to be a peaceful transfer. Well, and I agree that there should always be a peaceful transfer. I don't know if that's conceding, but anyway, he's saying that. Well, and I I agree there should be a peaceful transfer. The question becomes, though, can we find a venue to prove vote fraud before the peaceful transfer? Do we have any options left for a redress of grievance here? And I submit to you, not only is it total in that everybody that supports Trump is a criminal by their narrative and a terrorist and and an insurrectionist, the other thing that's total is that the Democrats are going to take control of everything. And if you ever even suggest they shouldn't, then somehow you're lying or dishonest or the complete lockdown, single-view, communist-Democrat-style narrative is the only narrative allowed. And that's also what tells me there's election fraud, not only for the presidential elections, but for the the events that just took place in Georgia. And right on through. You can't have a 100% single narrative and if you challenge that narrative in any way, you're a criminal or an enemy. That's right. not a, a freedom-loving position to take in any way. Okay, one other thing, just real quickly, and I'll, I'll leave it at this. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really disappointed that this happened because of this. It's going to taint Trump's legacy, one of the best presidents in American history. This day, what happened there yesterday, whether design, like Molly was saying, or not, it was, it was, if it was designed, it was, I'm not surprised by it, one iota. And now this is going to be used to taint every good thing that Trump did. This is going to change his legacy. And yes, the evil people against Trump are going to make sure that happens. And they're going to be using this forever. This footage is going to be shown forever. And it's changing the entire legacy of a president in a few hours and i am so disappointed in that and uh if if one single person went in there that is a trump supporter then they helped cause it and no, I, que- and no I, question about that and i i admit it that it it's going to be used uh horribly and by evil people and the media is already running with this and uh the uh, blame on Trump is going viral crazy. 
And the hypocrites that have supported violence all summer long are now all of a sudden decrying violence. And, and so this is really my point. And I, I am ashamed of any single person that committed any type of a crime there. And I had, I'll be the first one to admit 99% of the people that were there were peaceful. And it only takes a few, and it did. And, but and, that, and but that's the narrative did. that the mainstream press isn't willing to admit, that, though. Oh, of course and that's, not. That's the problem. But when you say, of course not, though, that's the problem. Of course. And, Sam, that is the very reason that on your show I predicted that the Democrats were going to do this. They were taking over uh, and having a monopoly on government. And because I – not because I – thought, oh, this will be a nice, peaceful process. It's just the opposite, because I know how evil and and subversive these people are and how hypocritical, and they do not care about America, and they do not care about the people, and they will do anything to win, and that is why the two-party system is probably more to blame than anything else. But these people are evil, and that's why I predicted that they would take over Senate, House, and Congress – and the White House, and they will now take over uh, the judicial branch as well. And this is a a time where we need to uh, find and still find and secure some peaceful remedies and solutions. All right. Larvita, do you want to uh, add to this? Yes, please. Um, I'm sorry. I totally lost my train of thought. What was the last thing um, – Sheriff Mack was saying there was something I wanted to say, and I just he's basically saying we knew this would come down and unfold and happen, and he predicted oh, this on my show. Thank you. Yes, I had a it's couple. true. Questions. Yeah, this is. I had a couple questions for Sheriff Mack. One, um, what is the timeline? This is what people need to look at as reporters. What is the timeline uh, line of when they said that those people went into that building? Two, what I saw on Tucker, the part that the person who was breaking the window, he had a police shield that he broke the window with. Telling me what happened to those police that they attacked? They didn't get hurt. Where are they? So they had a police that broke the window to get into the Capitol building. Where where is that? I'm sorry, you're telling me they let them take down the police shield, break a window, and no one, and they let them into the building with no shooting. Only one one person got shot by the police. The narrative does not make any sense if we even ask those questions. I want to know the timeline because if this happened before I got to the Capitol building. How did we still all end up in the Capitol building with no no streets blocked off for us to get up to the Capitol building? And here, yeah, like like I said, I I agree that there should have been nobody blocked away from the Capitol building. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, in the timeline, this is why the timeline is very important. If the timeline, what I'm seeing so far, which I haven't verified or anything, the timeline where those people broke into the Capitol building was before. Patriots even before we even got to the Capitol. If that was happened, they would have shut down the Capitol. Period. Good point. Very good point. All right, this is the break. I can't skip. Stay there, everybody. We'll let Larvita finish her point. I've got a few points to make, but I agree the timeline doesn't make sense. The narrative doesn't make sense. The lockstep single discussion narrative, and if you oppose any part of it, you're an enemy. That all points to the locking down of communications, the preventing of the president to speak and say what he wants to say. All this smacks of an agenda. Your daily Liberty Newswire.
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. As stop to steal protesters breached Capitol Hill Wednesday afternoon, Capitol Police shot and killed an unarmed woman. She's been identified as Ashley Babbitt from San Diego, California, a 14-year Air Force veteran. She didn't have any weapons on her. I don't know why she had to die in people's house. That's our house. It's everybody's house. It doesn't matter. If you're Democrat or Republican, I don't know why she had to die inside the house. I saw the pictures. I had to see the pictures of my wife dying. Her husband, Aaron, on WKRN Nashville, was not in attendance. After protesters were removed from Capitol Hill, Congress certified the Electoral College vote that gives Democrat Joe Biden his presidential victory. In the Georgia Senate runoffs, both seats went to the Democrats, putting the Senate in a 50-50 split. The victories by John Ossoff and the Reverend Raphael Warnock ensure Democrats now control the House, the Senate, and the presidency. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on balance of nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I would have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time, and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50, and, you know, your body starts wearing down. But Balance of Nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. The COVID-19 vaccine rollout here in the United States has been less than stellar. Let's get an update with USA Radio News, Tim Berg. The Trump administration says they have delivered 20 million doses of the coronavirus vaccine to all 50 states and U.S. territories. Speaking with reporters, Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar is urging states to move as quickly as possible rather than leave vaccines sitting in freezers. We've been examining the challenges that might have slowed the ramp up of administrations over the last several weeks. We're taking immediate action and we're laying out ways for states to speed up administration even more. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Just 5.3 million of the 17.3 million doses distributed have been given to people in the United States. Wild Card Weekend starts the playoffs in the National Football League this weekend. There will be three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. By the way, the only person that got shot was by the cops. Let's be very clear. The narrative scares me. Anybody who brings up anything that challenges the narrative in any way is considered a flat-out enemy of the state. This is serious, serious business. All right, Larvita, you're continuing. Let's let you finish, and then we'll uh, go from there. Sorry, yeah. No, I was another thing, you know, I haven't seen all the videos that are out there of them inside the building, but if they're, how are they tearing up marble floors with the Capitol? What, what are they pulling up? I just don't understand, but it's a scary time that we're living in and no one is asking for violence. No one is saying um, anything, but what we are saying is it's time for the American people to stand up 
to come together. That's on all sides, Republicans, Democrats, uh, libertarians, constitutionalists. We all have to come together and take our country back because this is not an America that we want to live in. This is not something that I want to see. When I can see what they're doing, when I'm standing out there, of course, like you said, I was not on all sides. But where I was with all the people that we were with, we were not at any time hurting anyone at all. Even when that's when I called Sheriff Mack. Thank you, Sheriff, for answering. I really appreciate that because we're sitting. I'm sitting, sitting there, and um, police start shooting out tear gas, and then they um, shot out pepper spray into the whole, like the whole crowd. And they did that a couple of times. And so we covered our faces. No, you know, and, and we're like, what is going on? Why are they doing this? But we start yelling at the police. You're supposed to be on our side. What are you doing? We're not doing anything. Come join us. And so then um, we're still we're still there. And then at, I guess it's, I, it's a, it was a time frame. So then about 6 o'clock, right? 6.30? Oh, what time did they start pushing? 5.30? That's when they came down. I didn't know how they came. People were late because we left because and left off the Capitol because of the tear gas and everything. And so the police then came down and stood in front of us and we're like, what's going on? And why can't we be here? And um and they didn't say anything of course. They're just standing there and we're like, what again, no nothing. They don't respond they don't talk to us. They don't say anything to us. They just stand there in their armor, whatever you want to call it. And we're like, okay, what's going on? So we this is when we start praying. This is when we all kneel down and start praying. And saying what's going on. I don't. No one's attacking you guys. We wanted to show that we were peaceful. That we're not here attacking anyone. We're here praying for our capital. We're praying for the people inside. We're praying for people outside. And that's when, again, we never attack the police. We never push the police. The police. That's when they push up and tell us, you know, start pushing us, um, pushing us forcibly back. And we're like, if you want to sleep, we'll leave. But we're like, where can we go? And they said, go on the grass. So we go to the grass. And they come there. We said, you told us to go to the grass. Why are you telling us to, why are you pushing us down? This is where you told us we could be. And they still started pushing us. So then we go even farther back. And, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're going to say. No, you're okay. There's some other weird things that we need to discuss and and think about with regards to this, Sheriff. Um, Biden, quote, it's not a protest. It's an insurrection. Trump tells protesters to go home in peace. So while Trump is telling protesters to go home in peace, Biden is ratcheting it up with his narrative. Now, this idea that it's not a protest, it's an insurrection, most of the people there, the vast majority, and I still can't even get a handle on the numbers yet, but the vast majority were involved in peaceful praying, not even protests, but much more of a, well, we have the right to peacefully assemble. And I've been warning over the last several months on the radio show Hey, you know what? There's a difference between even a peaceful assembly versus a protest versus a riot versus an insurrection. And this slippery slope is going to be a problem. I've said this many times and people have ignored this, but this is critical to understand. You know what? President Trump saying, go home, be peaceful, stop. And Joe Biden saying insurrection. This is not a protest. Uh, this is out of control language from the I don't know if you want to call him the future president or what, but there you go. I think of it as a sheriff. Uh, yeah, we got some background going on. Go ahead. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, but I think it's going to be pretty easy to prove, like the guy sitting at a congressional office that's being shown on Fox News right now, two other people sitting at the gavel desk, uh, a lady holding a sign, the children cry out for justice, 
and then another guy uh, sitting there at the Speaker of the House's uh, desk, and guys hanging off walls, and uh, that's going to be enough. Uh, that's going to be enough. And uh, any of those people that are proved to be— Not if I just say to you there's no evidence, my friend. Well, well, there's some pretty good photographic evidence, and they're taking these pictures. You mean kind of like how we see ballot boxes with photo evidence of people well, uh, yeah. going home and pulling them out from under the table and voting illegally and everything else? Yeah. No evidence, sir. But <clears throat> whether it's fabricated or not, but that guy that's sitting inside there, um, you know, that's going to be some pretty strong evidence. We Ooh. need to see what he says. Who is we need this to guy? See, yeah, that's what I want to know. And mm-hmm. it's going to be yeah. pretty easy to prove if he's Antifa or that he has been a, a part of the uh, Trump brigade for the last five, six years. Yeah, that's going to be easy to prove. And where they go with all of this, who knows? But uh, they're already quoting Trump as saying anybody that uh, destroys public property or monuments uh, should get 10 years in prison. So, you know, they're already using that. And, um yeah, yeah. This is this is another horrible day. Uh, that, that's what I called it yesterday because it's going to be so used uh, by Amen. the media and by the by the Democrats uh, to take over our country. And I'm here that's to double down is. on the truth and provide a, a a truthful narrative that matters. Here's the deal: Minnesota Democratic Rep. Ilden Omar now announced that she was drawing up articles of impeachment against. President Donald Trump. What an idiot. So they're working on that now, Larvita. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's, of course, my Minnesotan, Minnesota <laughs> that I that I have to deal with here. How she ever got elected is a, is a shock to me. But No, we know, again, how she got elected. I mean, Project Veritas did an in-depth um, thing on her, how she gets elected. So we know, again, the voter fraud, but nothing's being done. This is the problem. Yeah. But again, Sheriff Mack, I would like to ask you, how in the world did these people get into those offices? It's not possible. How did they get to go and sit behind a desk and la, 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 I'm sitting behind a desk? Someone just got shot. Because how? everybody everybody was evacuated. No. Are you kidding yeah. me? No, inside, no. everybody was evacuated. That's what they, they say. They evacuated the police. And how come all the policemen were on top of the building? Oh, we the policemen were on top of the building? There was, there was hundreds of policemen standing up on top of the building. So how did these people inside there sit down inside the staff? Well, if police were all outside on top of the building, then that's another reason why. But, you know, yeah, you know I, I, I don't pretend to know every everything going on inside there. But if, if everybody, as they said, were evacuated, then it was a pretty empty building. Yeah, well, let me give you another narrative here. Let me give you something else that's interesting. The FBI was sent in with a SWAT team, number one. Number two, this is very interesting. Department of Defense officials said the National Guard was activated in Washington, D.C. by Vice President Mike Pence, not by President Donald Trump, according to the New York Times. Why would that be, Sheriff? Well, the mayor also called out the National Guard, uh, the mayor of Washington, D.C. She was trying to take credit for that. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. ma'am. Again, it's about the time frame. If if they had, were already inside the building, the shit, the National Guards would have been there. The All these people that you have just said would have been there by the time I got there. This narrative does not make any sense. There's no way. If 
like you said again, they they knew they um, left the people. You said they left inside the Capitol, right? If they left inside the Capitol, then that's why they were free. But what I saw was there was policemen inside there, and they were rumbling with some of the people inside. Again, the narrative makes no sense. They call, it shows they it shows up. it shows that inside and out actually. Right. Yes. No. When did they call in the National Guard? Right. Because there's no way I could have made it from where I was to there in that time frame. The National Guard should have already been there. When did they call them? Yeah, so the the timeline is very important. I agree with that. And finding out who said what when, getting the names of people, how many people really breached the Capitol is the question. It it also depends on how far the National Guard is coming. Some of them actually came from Virginia. That's going to take a while to get there. (laughs) That's hilarious. They had already called in the National Guard before we even got there. All right, so when did you get there and when did you leave, uh, what, what Um We got there, well, from the whole, the whole time frame, we got to D.C. In, to go to the um, the rally about 6.30 in the morning, and we didn't end up leaving D.C. until um, probably about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. But again, I'm, ta- now, I'm not talking about just yesterday they called the National Guard. I, they had called the National Guard in before the rally even started, I believe, to go and protect the Capitol. So now you're telling me that they're so unprepared that they weren't even ready for us? You guys know this is a setup. This is not the real narrative. As I said, the police were not prepared, or it appears that they were. Oh, they were prepared. Well, hang tight. Hang tight. Let's talk about it. I'll do my best to skip this break, too, here. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. You know what? The problem is they're going to, they love this stuff where we all just argue about the details and none of us can get evidence, and they'll say, the Patriots all complained without evidence that this was a false flag. That's their narrative. Hang tight, folks. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm, available on Amazon.com. 
or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what has happened, but they've literally, and this is part of the reason that I say it's a false flag as well, my instincts tell me this. You know what? When they have a single, single lockdown amongst all media, conservative and liberal narrative, anybody who opposes that narrative is a problem. Bordering on an insurrectionist, if you will, according to Joe Biden. Uh, when Barack Obama, the former president, speaks out all the presidents in step lock against Trump that he's the enemy, uh, that he's the leader of this insurrection group. Everybody's part of it. In addition to that single narrative that you got, nobody can challenge it. Here's what else in my mind is very, very scary and interesting. What they've managed to do is get all the patriots to fight now, too. So now we're going to debate forever what we think happened. You know, Larry's going to sit down by his TV set and say, by golly, I've seen him. I've seen him. And then Var- uh, Larvita's going to be like, no, man, I was there. And someone's going to say, yeah, but you weren't there for everything. And then I'm going to say, wait a minute, guys, hold on. And now what we got is all the Patriots fighting. And it'll go down as the JFK conspiracy of 2021, where it's like, hey, you'll never get the answers. You'll never get to the bottom of it. Trump's an enemy. Trump's uh, whole legacy is ruined. And by golly, the Democrats come in and save the day. Let's increase the stimuluses and move on. And, and is that what's going to happen, Sheriff? Uh, yes, I think so. Uh, like I said, I predicted uh, most of this. I did not predict this violence yesterday or whatever it was that happened there uh, at the Capitol. I, I didn't predict that anything would go wrong, but I, I didn't feel good about it because I don't trust Washington, D.C. You did I, predict, though, that Democrats would take all. Completely, yes. And, and that now has the happened. Democrats have a monopoly on this. By hook or by crook, huh? Say that again. I'm by sorry. hook or by crook. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Mostly by crook. Uh, and they are a bunch of crooks. And I've told them, and I've told you probably a thousand times, that these people are all a bunch of crooks. And and now we have to focus. What can we do? And I believe there, like I've said before numerous times, there is no solution in Washington, D.C. And, and, and I've said that the whole time that Trump was, was president, even though I believe that he was a good president. Uh, comparatively speaking, he was a fantastic president. Uh, he still didn't know and understand the Constitution very well, but he was uh, a very good president. And uh, I would have loved to have seen him pick staunch conservatives and staunch constitutionalists. Yeah, he uh, had great instincts, but he had the wrong people whispering in his ear, that's for he sure. He did, totally. Uh, and he should have picked better people to be in his cabinet. Uh, but he picked swamp people to be in his cabinet. All right, Larvita, did, did you get the extra witness? Is she available? No, I'm sorry. She won't be able to do it. Maybe okay. another time. I All right. I, I want to hear from Molly and Steve really quick. Uh, I know, Larvita, you're saying, hey, it was a setup. There's no doubt about it. I know Richard Mack saying, hey, you know what? I, I believe that there might have been Antifa and Black Lives Matter there, but it's going to ruin Trump's legacy. Uh, you know, I get that, that people are watching it on TV, and some people say, well, I was there. I submit to you that pieces, you know, it reminds me of the elephant. Uh, and the blind man that goes up, and one blind man feels a certain part of the elephant and thinks this, and another part thinks that. And, you know, I get all that stuff. And, 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 you know, the bottom line, though, is we can't let the Patriots spiral down into fighting. We've got to come back and say, what can we do? What should we do? Let's hear from Steve and then Molly really quick on their, on their opinion. Uh, where do you think we are? What do you, what, 
what do you want to say? Okay, um, I'm here. Uh... Um, again, I want to talk about the timestamps. What are the timestamps of the breach of, um, you know, what happened compared to when the president was on stage? So here's the deal. The president was not done speaking until one, about 1, 13, 14, somewhere around there, right? I have photos of, you know, we were very close to the stage um, of whatnot, you know. So then we're uh, walking the streets on our way to the Capitol, and we didn't, let's see, um, I personally did not get there until 2.45 p.m., okay? So this is a big deal. This is a big time gap. This is an hour and a half time gap. But what time was it actually breached? Because... If this was breached, uh, you know, they would have blocked off the streets. There would have been security guards. There would have been, you know, I'm sorry, there was a lot of us, but they could have been shutting down the streets. There could have been, you know, the same thing that they did at 5.30, 6 p.m. They could have been doing at, one, you know, you know, President Trump, 1.15, right? Again. What are the timestamps of the media? What here's the deal. Everything that the media is showing is not live. So how are we even able to know? You know, again, nothing is making sense, nothing is lining up. And my videos of the crowd complete are completely different. And me being on the Capitol grounds are completely different of what the media is showing you what the crowd looked like. The media is showing you hundreds of people. My videos show you thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. There is a stream of people coming down. Like, it's like I'm on the Capitol looking down on the, on the, the monument, the crowd, the grounds. And there is just a sea of people. But the news and what they're showing you is, quote, evidence and footage of what's going on. There's only like hundreds of people. How is that? How does that line up with what actually happened? But again, all communications were shut down. We weren't able to show you what actually happened. Um, you know, I have a share phone number here. Um, I'm currently in the midst of you these photos, these videos, these evidence, this evidence that I have, if you're interested. We're certainly interested. I think Molly's right to break down the timeline. That's where all good reporting and good investigating starts to understand who was where, when, and who's claiming what based on the timeline. I think Molly's right on this, Sheriff. Yeah, yeah probably we, so. Uh, yeah, we, go. Hold on. Go ahead. Know? Go ahead, Sheriff. Uh, probably so, and that would be a great investigation if any if it were to pick up any traction with anybody that really w- would do this. What I'm saying though is they're now in charge of this entire narrative. The truth is not going to matter to these people, and it never has. And and so uh, this is all going to be used against us. It's all going to be used against Trump. It already is, and and most people are going to accept it and. Uh, there's not going to be too much uh, questioning of timelines or, or the media or anything else uh, because they got what they want, and they're going to stick to that. 
All right, Molly, you wanted to finish? Um, I just, I mean, what is there to say? I mean, he said it. Like, if yeah, I, I agree the timeline if, matters. If I agree truth, we need to investigate this thing right now. The truth right now doesn't matter to a lot of people. They here's a, that is the agenda is to the media were the first, they were the very first people allowed to get the quote story out. We weren't allowed. Our, all of our communications were completely shut down. And I said this last hour that my friends and family in Minnesota weren't able to contact me. Like they're contacting me this morning saying, yeah, Facebook was down. We saw, you know, videos and pictures showing up on our live feed from three, four, five days ago. Not even updates current stuff. And I was trying to Facebook live. I was trying to, and it wouldn't let me. We didn't have that. We didn't have that. Um, I have a question, Aril. I'm looking at a picture here where they're showing them climbing the Capitol wall. Why do they have to climb up the Capitol wall when they could clearly have walked up the Capitol like we did? This is the same well, part. Why? You'd have to ask them. You'd have to ask the people on the I, wall. That's what I'm trying to say. These pictures, who took the pictures? That's why it's so convenient. They see that the Capitol is being breached and there's no security out there. This doesn't even make it. I see them. I know. I walked up the Capitol steps. I walked up the, everything. So, and these people were the first were there. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. I'm so sorry here, Mel. Well, it's it's a fair question if you're Larvita to say, I was there, we peacefully walked up to the Capitol, why do they have to do that? And we could ask the people that did it, if we could ever get a hold of them, they're probably gone. I don't know how you're going to track these people down. Uh, you got to ask who took the pictures, were the pictures really live? We know oftentimes they fake footage. We got a lot of questions and very few answers. And as a reporter, I'll tell you this, we cannot draw hard and fast conclusions. We can bring up serious questions, though, and we can say... You know what? This does not pass the smell test. Nobody's willing to ask those questions, though. Nobody's willing to look into that. Yeah, I, I'm willing to. I don't know what resources I have. Part of the problem is dollars and cents and uh, abil- ability to access things on my part. There's only so much that I can do. I can ask the questions and hopefully seed the narrative or seed the discussion, if you will, and, and let people hear that side of the story to the best of my ability. Uh, but I don't have really the investigative, uh, maybe I don't even have the, the knowledge or the wherewithal, but I, I certainly don't have would, the resources and the ability. I would also like to mention how, um, you know, it's been mentioned a couple of times that even the president uh, asked us to leave the grounds. But again, all communications were down. How were we able to know that he was telling us to leave the grounds when we weren't even able to access our data, our communications, even our phone or our text? There was no, again... Even the cops that were present, they had didn't they didn't have megaphones. They didn't have anything telling us that we weren't welcome there. They didn't tell us to get off the grounds. None of this happened. How are they telling us that we're the ones who breached, that we're mom mentality, that we did all this stuff when nobody was stopping us, when nobody was allowing? I'm sorry, I'm interrupting because right now I'm seeing that the Capitol Police said they called for says in this article, he said, Capitol Police called for help at 1 p.m. At 1 p.m., we were still at the Trump rally where President Trump was still speaking on stage. on stage. So where do these people come from? No one left to go. No one even knew to go to the Capitol yet because the president didn't say go to the Capitol until after he was done speaking. And they would have, and security would have, Secret Service would have pulled him off that stage as quick as the snap of the finger. Well, and, the, and then the other question is, why didn't President Trump uh, come or somebody come with the ability to, to um, 
speak loudly outside. If a lot of cops were on the top of the buildings and everything else, certainly well, you could have got some ability to, to to shout to the people, hey, it's time to go home or whatever well, else. And so we're looking at this Washington Post here online, Google.com. You can find it yourself. And it's in the caps. Uh, the cap- D.C. police had participated in several planning meetings with Capitol Police and other agencies to plan for protests on Wednesday. He said Capitol Police called for help at 1 p.m. because of significant activity outside the Capitol and that we immediately deployed platoons to assist the Capitol Police. We were not, no one had even left the rally to go to the Capitol. Until after 1.15 p.m., if this had happened at 1 in the afternoon, they had called out the National Guard. President Trump would have been taken off that stage and put into hiding. Like If this was actual, if we were storming the Capitol and there was danger. All right, we're, we're flat out of time. We will have you guys back. Thank you so much for your reporting. All I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is something is rotten in Denmark. I don't know what's going on or who or what or where. I don't have all the facts, but I know enough to the to, to double down on the definitive statements the mainstream press is making is absolutely irresponsible reporting, to say the least. Sheriff, do you want the final word? Well, uh, it's it's a sad day for America. It's a takeover of America. There's your insurrection. It's not. It wasn't the people who went in the building. It's the people that work inside. Whoa. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Larvita. We'll keep in touch. We appreciate all that you're doing. I don't mean to chop anybody off. I've just got, you know, I don't have control. I can't make my program longer than the two hours that it is. (laughs) We did skip some breaks and do our very best, though. Ladies and gentlemen, we will keep on this. We will continue to dig. God save the republic. Lovingliberty.net.